Welcome back to another episode of Han Talks First, episode 97, three away from episode 100. So happy you guys could join us here today. I'm joined with a guest. My girlfriend is here. It's been a long time since she's been on the Star Wars podcast, but she's here every Friday for the Marvel talk. So uh, hello. And um, it's been a while. So while I get things set up here, uh, tell everyone your Star Wars story since it's been like almost two years since you've been on before oh, so yeah <laughs> Wait, really? for the star wars yeah. cast yeah wow so um i mean i've liked star wars ever since like i can remember pretty much like i grew up with it i mean then i was able to watch the prequels in theaters which was amazing and then the sequel trilogy of course but i basically as soon as i came out of the room it's like hey here's star wars i'm like nice <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just remember like most of my childhood like playing with lightsabers, playing Battlefront 2, just rewatching the movies over and over. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> <laughs> just fantasizing about Obi-Wan? <laughs> Everyone in Star Wars. Everyone in Star so, Wars. Except, um, except for Diego Luna. He does have a little sweet Oh, he does like him. Jabba, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're live with us today, thank you so much for joining us. It looks like we have a couple people with us today. Yeah, Max. Okay. Max um, is here. He's, uh, he's the first one in the chat. He says, uh, I asked people in the chat who had their favorite Star Wars movies while we waited. And Max says, A New Hope. Din, Djar- Din Djarin is here. Hello. Wow. Look at that. And he says, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith is his favorite. We have Luke Hoth off the press is joining us. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he's, he's, he's way over there. In the closet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Luke, welcome. Uh, he says uh, his favorite movie is a tie between Revenge of the Sith and Empire. A good, good, Very good couple to have a tie with. Sith Talkers is here with Return of the Jedi. That's his favorite. And Mr. Highground is back. He says Revenge of the Sith. A lot of Revenge of the Sith here. And uh, thank you guys for being so active in the chat. We're going to answer a bunch of questions today because I've been doing polls on Twitter and on Instagram asking people what they want me to talk about on the show. And we got a couple questions here to answer today, which we will do. And also, if you ask some that are in the chat now, we'll answer those today as well. But we got a lot of things to talk about today, including the new casting news about possibly Ezra Bridger coming in to Star Wars live action. And we're talking about the Mandalorian visual dictionary that was postponed. We're going to find out why. We're talking about the Star Wars video game Hunters that was announced. And we're also talking about Ryan Johnson's comments about his trilogy and how he says it's still in the works. I know a lot of this is kind of news that came out on Wednesday and Thursday last week, but I kind of reserve it for the live show so we can talk with you guys. So again, thank you for being here. If you are new to this show uh, and you want to show your support, you can. there's a tipping option, which is linked below streamelements.com slash star wars slash tip 
and we will answer your questions there as well. And you can support the channel. There's also a Patreon if you're interested in checking that out. People who join get special access to uh, certain things from this show. And later in the show, I will tell you about our sponsor and how you can get a free 30-day trial to Audible. So be sure to stick around for the end of that, and you will get to hear all that good stuff. Um, I just want to make sure I didn't leave anyone out who sent something in the chat. Um, some people are saying hi to each other. Oh, oh Steve from Sith Talkers. His is the Phantom Menace. <laughs> That's clearly uh, not true, right? Because I've heard you guys talk about it before. But maybe it is true. I don't I don't know. Maybe this is just slander. Slander. Um, yeah. Dinjarn, Luke. Okay, cool. Everyone is here. This is the way. Is so uh, we're going to start off like we do every Monday by jumping into a, our first segment of the week, Star Wars Replay. So here we go. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Replay! Star Wars Replay is where we replay major moments and events that happened this week in Star Wars history. And this week, in 1946, the actor who played C-3PO, Anthony Daniels, was born. In 1980, George Lucas completed his first draft for Return of the Jedi, then known as Revenge of the Jedi. In 2013, The Last Jedi was originally the title for a Star Wars Legends novel published this week. And in 2016, Star Wars Headspace, the album, was released. If you haven't heard this album, I highly recommend checking it out. And finally, in 2018, The World Between Worlds was introduced in Star Wars Rebels. That's it for Star Wars Replay. Tune in next Monday to find out what major moments and events happened next week in Star Wars history. So there you go. That's what happened this week in Star Wars history. A special shout out to Anthony Daniels, who is in his 80s that's insane he's an old guy but he doesn't act it he's very (laughs) full of energy yeah and so that's pretty incredible um so we're not going to waste any time we're going to jump into some of the questions you guys have sent in last week and start to answer those so up first we have from mk aronson 93 and he he just asks what kind of mic do you use so um two different types for the guests i just have a regular sennheiser um, just standard microphone. It's usually used for like live shows, but I don't have a second <laughs> cardioid condenser. So that leads me to the main microphone, which I'm using a, uh, a Scarlet studio mic that may not sound like, you know, high end because it is kind of a cheaper mic, but uh, I run it through a, a Scarlet force focus, right? Interface with some other plugins through logic. So that's what makes it sound a little crisper. So Thank you for asking that question. Uh, Star Wars Temple, uh, which is another Star Wars channel, if you guys want to check out. He says, thoughts on Ryan Johnson's High Republic trilogy. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But um, first off, uh, I don't think it's currently going to be a, a High Republic trilogy, but I believe there was talks for it to possibly be that. And we'll, we'll discuss details a little bit later. Um, Anakin's layer says your channel looks so professional, but not many viewers. <laughs> How? Yeah, we don't have many viewers on the YouTube channel, unfortunately. But um, uh, those of you that do watch, it's always amazing to have you here. And uh, the podcast does really well. So if you're listening on the podcast right now, head over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, <laughs> and help us, you know, build this YouTube page up a little bit more. We're at 701 subscribers right now that is incredible so thank you guys, you guys share so much with your friends. share with your friends yeah because <laughs> it's not just star wars we got the marvel show that me and 
Chris talk about all the time. Uh, Max, uh, I know you're in the chat right now, but you sent in a question last week on Twitter, I believe. And you said, do you think there will ever be Star Wars Old Republic movie? So I definitely think that one, because it's extremely popular and two, because it doesn't have anything to do with the Skywalker saga. Yeah. And uh, I think it, it would it would bring a lot of new people in and a lot of the older people in who played those early 2000s games. Have you ever thought about that? If you you want to see I, a High Republic show or movie? I thought that it would be very interesting to see, especially since, I mean, we do want to see more of the universe, more of like different timelines and everything. Well, not timelines, but different points in the timeline. I think it would be very interesting to tap into those parts of the lore and everything in the world because it's just... Oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, and going back to like the previous comment about like the Ryan Johnson High Republic trilogy, I feel like most of like, the issues that people had with like like the Last Jedi and everything was like the slightly different like tone and everything, and just how it was a different take on the Star Wars world. So I think it would be a good match to make it something completely new, or at least very separated from like the Skywalker saga. So it would be the best ideal scenario. For people to accept it more easily, for sure. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but we'll talk about that a little bit yeah, more in the show it. as well. So don't worry, Max. Um, last question for now, and we'll come back and answer some more later. Lost or La- Lost Stormtrooper says, "What's your favorite and least favorite Star Wars movie?" So at some point, I'm actually going to do a ranking video, mm-hmm. and. We were going to do that a long time ago, yeah. So uh, maybe Chris will join me. But my favorite is A New Hope. I think any of you who have watched the show for a long period of time know that that's my favorite. It brings me hope. And I think it's just the most adventurous of the Star Wars movies, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And it's just so emotional, but fun and funny and campy and it's it's just kind of dumb in some parts but i love it and it (laughs) is completely aware self-aware of itself as as a movie and i I think it's just brilliant do you have a favorite it's kind of difficult i kind of just go back and forth because of course a new hope is just like iconic and i love it i also feel that way i mean because it's pretty much the same movie with force awakens oh yeah (laughs) so i think from like i mean obviously empire as well but then also, Revenge of the Sith is just so ridiculous. Yeah. I Those are my favorites for sure. My least favorite, I will go ahead and say it is Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> those two. Ones. Wait, one of them or both together? <laughs> Either one. Take your pick. I. It goes back and forth. She talks really fast. If you didn't understand, it was Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Sorry, the Mexican jumped out. The Mexican jumped out. The Mexican in me. I am the Mexican. <laughs> um, and then as far as least favorite, um, Lost Stormtrooper, um, mine is mine's The Last Jedi, which I, I'll get into a little bit later as well when we talk about Ryan Johnson. Uh, that one just doesn't speak to me. It, it doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. Um, but uh, that's probably my least favorite. And uh, what about you? Oh, you already said yes. either Phantom Menace or Last <laughs> really? Jedi. More than like, <laughs> more than any other Star Wars, yeah. Huh. I know it's it's weird, but that that's at the bottom of my list. Um, so yeah, uh, DJ Unknown, Four Legged Gamer, Luke James, and some other people will answer your questions a little later. I want to jump into our first topic today, and we're going to talk about this news that came out about the possible casting for Ezra Bridger. So check this out: Disney may have found its Ezra. Bridger for multiple live action Star Wars shows 
including Ahsoka. And the man they're thinking about casting, rumored, supposedly, is Minamasu. And he's reportedly the top choice for the character. And of course, he's most known for his role as Aladdin. And I think that was the last thing he's done so far. Yeah. And he's worked with Disney before. So, you know, they're familiar with him and have a relationship of some sort. And uh, he is, um, I don't know his background, but he is um, a foreigner. And Ezra is, of course, you know, kind of Middle Eastern type. So it does fit the, I guess, the race of it all. But um, overall, I think this could be cool. I did actually like Aladdin, uh, the new remake. So I don't know. I did like that character. It, it wasn't, you know, the same Aladdin, but yeah. I could definitely see uh, Mina Men- Masooned. Masooned? Masooned. I could definitely see him playing this role. Uh, the big question is how would he come into the Star Wars world, you know, this age, this time period of the Mandalorian, and what part would he play? But what was your reaction to hearing? this because we found out yesterday about yeah i mean at first when i heard him like really and then i thought about it and then i'm like i mean yeah honestly it, it could work it could really work at like oh i'm not as an egyptian canadian egyptian canadian okay so yeah Very cool. i think that it does give him like i think i could really see him as him yeah like the facial features add up i mean ezra kind of has like a very like I want to say it's going to sound mean, but like very basic, like textures to his face and shapes. So like, I feel like casting this actor would bring a little bit more personality to his face. Yeah. Because of course, the character has a lot of personality. But like, if you look at this photo, it kind of looks like a more <laughs> like a stock. Yeah. Like image. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I love the show. Don't like, don't hate me, guys. I'm just meaning that like, he fits in it, but he gives a little bit more definition. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So the que- the big question is like, you know, why why bring in Ezra at this point? I mean, mm-hmm. they're reintroducing old cartoon characters and um, people from animated shows and stuff and bringing them into live action. And of course, in The Mandalorian, they said they mentioned Thrawn. They name dropped that. And we do know Thrawn was with Ezra at the end of Rebels when they did both disappeared. Mm-hmm. So you would think if if Thrawn comes back, Ezra is most likely to come back as well. So I think Ezra would appear in the Ahsoka show before anything else. And I think his role would be, um, I honestly think he could have connected with Thrawn in some way in their, you know, adventures off screen. Because in the Rebel show, I don't think, you haven't gotten to this part yet. Um, Zeb gets into he gets locked in like this cave with uh, Callus, Admiral Callus, one of the Empire um, leaders. And they start to form a friendship because they're stuck in isolation together. And because of that, Agent Callus turns to the rebellion and leaves the Empire. And so Ezra has a lot of maturation throughout the show. So I think maybe he's at the point where he could speak with someone on like a, you know, more adult level and possibly turn them or be more empathetic toward whatever Thrawn's problem is. <laughs> but um, then again, it is Thrawn. He's pretty, you know, relentless. So I, I don't know. What, what, where do you think we could see him and what do you think he would, he would do? 
I mean, I definitely think it would make sense to introduce him within the Asuka show, and then maybe he can make an appearance in the other shows. Because it is a multi-show like show or movie deal, right? Uh, says the rumor, yeah. So I think definitely the introduction, I mean, they already basically alluded to him coming in because of the whole Thrawn thing. And I assume that Thrawn would probably be like the villain for like the Ahsoka show. Yeah. So it would make sense to bring in Ezra and then like connect the whole thing. Maybe he will like try to bring, like you said, like connect with Thrawn. Maybe like also he would be like a good like companion to Ahsoka. Just definitely. It makes sense. Yeah, I would. I would love to see him in live action. He's just another force wielder. And I love his lightsaber, uh, both so the ones he used, but the one with the, the gun built into it is so sick. And yeah, he starts off like whiny and stuff. It's hard to get through the first season of Rebels. But when you get to season two, three, it starts to get really amazing. Um, Max says, I would like it if they bring Ezra to the Ahsoka show, because if they bring Thrawn, they should bring in Ezra too. Exactly. Oh, really? And that's something I, I can't wait to see as well. It just makes sense Did if you're going to bring one. Thrawn's going to be played by? No, um, there hasn't even been rumors. Like, oh. uh, there's tons of speculation, but no, no, like nothing as close as this rumor. I, I think we like talked about it. I don't know if it was on the show or not. I think it might have been otherwise. Because we really what did we say? Like, I think it was like Jason Isaacs. I brought up Tom Ellis. Oh yeah, yeah, that's and, right. Uh, who, who was the other guy? I don't remember right now. <laughs> But those were some like the top picks. <gasps> Lee Pace. <laughs> That's right, Lee Pace. I would love Lee Pace as Thrawn. That would be perfect. Yeah. Sip Talker says good choice for Ezra. The live action Aladdin was amazing. <laughs> Thrawn is Will Smith. Oh no. <laughs> he likes being oh, blue. Oh no. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's like alternate universe Aladdin. <laughs> so the recast is, uh, <laughs> that, that lady yeah i forgot her name right now <laughs> like, um so bad stephanie in the live chat says Hi. hey here for a bit and empire strikes back is your favorite nice. movie awesome well cool thanks for joining us um from the smugglers cantina welcome nice. to the show um okay so that's it about the ezra bridger news i want to jump into a smaller bit of news but it's a very interesting uh thing that was announced recently so the mandalorian has like with every show and movie that come out of star wars has a visual dictionary and this one's called the mandalorian the ultimate visual guide and it's currently set for a july 1st release date in the uk and july 6th in the u.s however those plans might be about to change the hungarian website zero.hu is claiming to have a source saying that both DK Publishing and Lucasfilm do not want to release the book, though no reason was given. To be clear, there has been no official announcement of this, so this should be treated as a rumor. Now, a quote here from the uh, 0.hu is, Our source has new information that explains somewhat of the cancellation of the book. The visual guide was shut down at the last minute because the multiple interconnected series coming to Disney Plus requires a different strategy. Lucasfilm wants to have more control over the books. According to our source, The Mandalorian, The Ultimate Visual Guide, or an updated and changed version, and will not be released before 2022. Oh. So it's kind of sad to hear yeah. uh, because I really love these books. I have the Rise of Skywalker one. Um, uh, another one and then like one of the creatures ones that you got me i think you got me that book okay. and uh, they're really fun and it gives you so much extra info mm -hmm. 
about like background characters and props and stuff. And these are these books have been coming out since 1978, ever since the first Star Wars. And it's what kind of built the Star Wars fandom. Uh, some people were claiming that, you know, because of the Pablo Hidalgo situation, they're postponing it. I don't think that's true. Uh, I don't think that's why they would do it. I think I it's probably also assumed it was the other situation recently. Yeah, you could think that too. That Gina Carano, yeah. maybe they're taking something out of her, or it had something in there that included her as a part of like nice. Rangers of the Republic mm-hmm. or something. I think it's you know, partially to do with that, but also because that's there happening. was there was things in this visual guide that probably explained things about other shows that they didn't know were going to get greenlit or not and they want to keep it a secret a little bit similar to how in the rise of skywalker visual dictionary there's stuff in there from colin trevorrow's script that they didn't cut out because of the timing of the publishing and there's also stuff in there about darth revan that never made it into the film stuff like that that maybe they'd want to use later in season three of the mandalorian or other shows but how do you feel about feel about this I mean, definitely bummed that we won't see that for a while. But at the same time, I do hope that once we get it, it will be the version, like the ideal version of it. Even me, they will add in more stuff, but it it can be like little Easter eggs for later or like something like that. I mean, you know how they like to drop in little hints yep. <laughs> for people who like will literally look into it and investigate. Exactly. So hopefully it means it'll be better. Maybe just had a lot of typos in it we don't know <laughs> <laughs> that could be it maybe too. called it don jaren <laughs> don jaren hey you don misspelled Quan. it pablo <laughs> but uh we'll see what do you guys think about this are you excited to hear it let me know in the comments below and we'll see what happens uh, mm-hmm. but we gotta wait over at least a year so we'll talk about it when that get more news, news anyway, so. <laughs> yeah gotta wait cool. okay so the next bit of mo- uh, moves the next moves, uh, the next bit of news, and then we'll jump into some more of your guys' live questions, which you can still ask in the comments below. Which, if you are watching this live, please give this video a like. Uh, it helps out so much. And if you haven't liked yet, please go ahead and do it. Uh, use the force. So, lost my place. Okay, Star Wars Hunters. Yeah, the new game, the new game that was announced. Now, this obviously was announced last week. I'm sorry, I'm just getting around to it now, but. Um, this is a competitive arena combat game that's coming to Nintendo Switch and on Steam in 2021. And this game will bring players together to engage in thrilling team-based multiplayer battles featuring a diverse array of distinctive new Star Wars characters. Now, it's set after the fall of the Galactic Empire, and it will connect players in real time to battle in arena settings inspired by iconic Star Wars locations. And you play as bounty hunters, heroes of the rebellion, and imperial stormtroopers in this action game that immerses players in fast-paced and visually stunning Star Wars conflict. Quote here from the VP of Lucasfilm Games says, Star Wars Hunters draws inspiration from classic Star Wars stories and settings, but will with a look and feel that is different from anything we have done before. We're thrilled to introduce this wildly creative cast of characters to our fans on Nintendo Switch where they can join with their friends in thrilling battles at home or on the go. Mm-hmm. So if you guys haven't seen the trailer, go check it out. It's it's really short, mm-hmm. but it's a, a nice taste of what what's to come. I think the most exciting part about it is it's free. Yes. <laughs> and so it, it probably won't have 
like a campaign or cinematics to it, but it reminds me of the Marvel uh, contest of champions game that was on um, like phone apps of the phone game, which I had so much fun with and you can level up and go through different locations, fight different characters. So I'm pretty excited about it. I told Chris, um, will you get it for Nintendo so we can play it? So I do have the Switch, so yes, you you can expect him playing some <laughs> I can't. hunters soon. And you can screen record on that, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, go check out the trailer because you can see some of the new characters. There's like a Wookiee, there's some droids, and a bunch of fun stuff. But That's I don't very know. Exciting the new characters. I know that it's probably like cooler to be like, oh my god, I want to be Luke, but like, yeah. Also. I do wonder if they'll give them any story, like any background on the characters that you can like look into, because that'd be pretty cool. I'm just really excited for the designs. <laughs> well, like, you know, when you're playing a game, like, for example, in Doom, for any of you that played Doom, every time you kill a new creature that you discover, uh, a HUD pops up and tells you like a bio about it. So maybe before every battle in like the loading screen, it says like, oh, this okay. is Wookiee Badoo, and he is from blah, 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 and Badoo. <laughs> And I don't know. What do you guys think about the Star Wars Hunters game? Because it looks pretty cool. And uh, I don't know. It's free. And it kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> came out of nowhere. We didn't know about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Max in the live chat says, I never buy a visual guide, but I think there are always nice informations in these books I know from the internet. Yeah. Uh, go check one out one day. If you're like in Barnes and Noble, just look through it and you'll find a, <laughs> you might find a whole bunch of stuff you didn't know about. It's actually where I get a lot of my content for some of my videos on the YouTube page, uh, such as the Keanu Reeves as Darth Revan video. I actually got from the Rise of Skywalker visual dictionary, like some of the history about the character. Sith Talker says, Hunters, sad face, mobile games in general for Star Wars are not great. Console games much better. Bring on the open world game. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> so again, the good news is it's free, so yeah. you don't have to worry about it. Uh, but yeah, they probably didn't put as, as much financing into it as they would a uh, paid game. Definitely. But the open world game we've talked about a lot of times here, and that could be really fun. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had any thoughts about that? I like mean, what it could be or like? I mean, I I have kind of like certain ideas. I just don't know what would actually go through. I would love a, a very Breath of the Wild type game. That I haven't be... heard that before. That's the first I've heard that. What do you mean? That comparison. No, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm just saying I would like a game like that. No, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I haven't heard that yet. I feel like that would be very interesting. I mean, honestly, any game similar <laughs> to Breath of the Wild would just be pretty cool. <laughs> I just, you know, you know, that'd be pretty nice. But that's like my ideal thought for it. I, I mean, also, I just, this has nothing to do with it, but speaking, I remember I showed you like some pins that I have. I just want... What I wanted from Kingdom Hearts 3 was a Star Wars area. <laughs> that would have been really cool. That would have been. Because, I mean, I showed you, like, the little keyblades that I got with the, like, the sabers. That was- oh, yeah, I love those. Oh, we should have brought <gasps> them today. That would have been great. Well, you have well, some. Meanwhile, I just have here a heavy saber. So, yeah, I don't know yeah. if you guys can see that. You can. But made by the same person who made Hansel, that'd be cool if she if they could sponsor the show maybe <gasps> i mean she's a small business so I don't yeah know. but i mean i'll support her and we'll definitely I, talk I'll about them <laughs> yeah max says i'm Maintaining not mediocrity on <laughs> etsy there you go 
Instagram. Max says, I'm not very excited about Star Wars Hunters. Well, uh, you know, good news is it's, it, you know, again, it's free, so it's not a significant game. Um, just to hold us over while we get the new ones. <laughs> yeah, just a little placeholder. It's a good way to look at it. And Mr. Highground says it's probably going to be bad, sadly. Uh, yeah, it could be. I don't know. I'm just hoping for a, a bad um, American Boy parody like the... <laughs> yes. We should make one. Okay, I'll shut up now. Okay, so I'm gonna go back and answer some of your questions before we get into the main topic because I don't want to forget about them. We last did lost stormtrooper. Okay, DJ Unknown asks, "What do you think about Taika's? What do you think Taika's movie is about?" Okay, so my biggest speculation to what i think is about is the first jedi or something around that time period that lore just mm -hmm. setting up the jedi code and views and possibly possibly some of the first sith mm -hmm. like uh i don't know that's a big time period but i think the first jedi somewhere something around there just something that's really far away from either in the in the past or in the future but I don't know. I, I, we don't know anything. What do you think it's going to be about? I mean, I think that's a really cool like concept, and especially since like the location scouting, it would probably make sense. I would be like further back in the time period. Yeah, I do like the whole like beginnings of that. I just I hope that he can still keep like his very irreverent and like wacky style going with that. I just I feel like something so, so serious and like meaningful is like the first couple Jedi. I don't want it to be kind of like a year one situation. <laughs> Obviously, that's like a little yeah. bit exaggerated. It wouldn't be like that. He's really good at also making like emotional and like strong moments. So I think it would be able to happen. But I feel like there would have to be some silliness involved or some very like I would want it to be ideally very like Thor Ragnarok, very like colorful and like crazy because that's kind of like a very like star wars on acid kind of thing yeah because star wars tends to be very like either very like silvery or very like sand colored or stuff like that i want it to be like oh my god lightsabers as glow sticks kind of thing like mm -hmm. i want it to be like a party <laughs> yeah i, I think it's gonna stupid, be but... no it's not stupid i think it's he's going to embrace that 70s Definitely, 80s style like... uh whether it's whether it's visual or uh, you know the way they talk but i think the tone i think it's i think he's gonna make it like you know a campy feel yes like a, a little bit more grounded less mm -hmm. less cgi but there'll still be cgi but more like Practical. yeah more like stormtroopers hitting their head by accident you know yeah. and stuff like that which i think i, I think would be really good i'd like it to be made kind of like uh the love which where it's made to look like if it was made in like the 60s or so but made like like if it were made still in the 70s with like yeah. the grainy feel and just like i would love that some weird props stuff like that i want one moment where somebody hits someone and they go the other way <laughs> I, I just want like little details like that I do too. just to make it like just a little bit like a tiny little bit of stupid in there just because i mean that's kind of like star wars doesn't have to take itself too seriously right and, and it can but it doesn't have to like it would be a nice little breath of fresh air to have it just be its own thing and be I mean, it could be the beginnings and it could have started being like a less serious thing and then people got a little bit more like religious about it. That's kind of what happens in real life most yeah. times anyway. Yeah. So it could be. 
Max has a theory. He says, I would love if Taika's movie is about the first Jedi, but I think it's more likely that it's a Star Wars comedy movie. A rumor says Star Wars comedy movie is in the works. Interesting. Max, can you send me that uh, link wherever you saw that? I would love to read the article or see where that uh, news came from. I haven't heard that myself, so that's possible. Uh, Mr. Highground says, what do you think the Kenobi series will show? Okay, so we're moving on. Do you have any thoughts anymore about Taika? Um, I mean, also, I mean, I want it to be all different characters for sure. That's all I can do. Like new characters? Yeah. I did too. I want it to be, I mean, maybe they can pull in like some, like a more obscure reference. That'd be pretty cool. But I mostly want it to be its own thing, stand on its own. They can be, I mean, they kind of been doing this with like Mandalorian, even though it's not really that anymore. It could be like about like bounty hunters. It could be about like, literally anything just make it like i've heard it could be about bounty hunters like a bounty hunter movie yeah kind of like guardians of the galaxy yeah mixed with like i don't know love and thunder kind of thing just make it really just people who kind of just are together for no reason yeah i don't i don't think we'll see this movie till 2024 2025 Mm -hmm. somewhere around there so we got a little bit of time to wait with which means we'll get a lot more news Mm -hmm. soon so yeah mr highground says what do you think uh the kenobi series will show uh, i guess you mean what we'll see in there um special shout out to you you're here like almost every live stream so thanks for joining us uh, i think uh what we're going to see is uh, obviously they've told us about the showdown between vader and uh obi-wan but i think leading up to that obi-wan will fight inquisitors if we're looking at that time period rebels told us that there's 10, 12 Inquisitors out there working for Darth Vader to hunt down the remaining Jedi or Force Sensitives and assassinate them. And so I think we could see the return of other Inquisitors we've seen before or new ones, but those will be really cool to see because of their history about wanting to be a Sith, but they're not qualified as a Sith, but they're still... Maybe we could see someone from Fallen Order, the video game, like the Seventh Sister or something like that. But I think we'll see other uh, lightsaber fights besides the big showdown. And yeah, I would love to see Inquisitors. I think that's a possibility. What about you? That'd be pretty cool. I mean, honestly, I just want to know like what route they will take. I'm not too sure yet, but it's just really exciting. Um, I do agree with what you said. That seems like a very cool like route to also tie it in with like other properties while keeping it in the line of, I mean, what he actually did. Um... Sorry, guys, I'm taking a second. Uh, Ewan McGregor recently made a post uh, showing himself getting into shape for Obi-Wan. So I'm going to try and pull up that picture here. Um, But it shows he's getting pretty ripped for this, which is kind of not what I expected to see. So let me see if I can share uh, the Gungan show. So let me <laughs> pull this for you real quick. I'm sorry. It's, you know, this is a live show. So hold on one second, everybody. Um, what else do you want to see from Obi-Wan while I get this set up? Um, oh my God. It's just so hard to like think of what would be like plausible. I do want um, more mall Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff. That would be perfect. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm trying to keep my mind open for what, so I just don't make my mind up for something so specific, to be honest. 
it's kind of like with the Mandalorian, like I don't know what I want specifically just because I'm sure that I'll be happy however it does go. Yeah, so check this out, guys. This is the this is Ewan McGregor. What just happened? Sorry, everybody. This is Ewan McGregor getting ready for Obi-Wan. Look at that. He's got a trainer and everything, and he's getting pretty pumped up, which I didn't expect. And the joke she was making was he said, welcome to the gun show. She said, good opportunity to say welcome to the Gungan show, <laughs> which is pretty funny. But um, so that's exciting, too. I, I can't wait to see what happens. But him getting in shape means that there's going to be a lot of action, I think. Yeah. So something a little also what if obi-wan gets tatted <laughs> gets tatted he has like a tattoo on his shoulder so i'm like oh my god tatted. oh <laughs> possibly that'd, i don't know if that's too much in character but it could happen a tatted up obi-wan oh my god star wars like like i want somebody like not just like face paint style or like that's what their face looks like like oh swolly <laughs> swolly one like, kenobi yeah. but like it'd be cool like to see what like tattooing would like be like in like in the star wars universe that'd be pretty cool yeah definitely i don't know that's a random thought i guess okay uh i missed someone here i think it was yeah dinjarin says what do you think will happen in mando season three so I think it's going to be about the siege of Mandalore. I think that's where it's been going is uh, it could be a, a three way civil war for Mandalore. And so it would be the Uzan Vong who in like legends and stuff invaded Mandalore and took it over. And then it could also be uh, between the, what do they call themselves? The, the Mandal Mando's people. What do they call themselves? Know, was it the um, dead? No. If you guys in the oh chat know what what did Mandalorian call? What did uh, Bo Katan call Mando's group of Mandalorians? His cult. What did they, what did she call them? If you guys know, let us know. But I think it'll be like a three way war between the real Mandos, Children of the Watch, Children of the Watch. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Children of the Watch and Uzan Vong all fighting to regain you know, rulership of that, that planet and um, of that people um, with a lot of other fun stories here and there too. What do you think Mando season three is going to be about? Um, I mean, I do think that it's building up to something huge. I do wonder like what else is going to happen with Moff Gideon. Cause he kind of just like. Just dipped out. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's coming he, back. He has to, like, there's no way that someone with that much power just dips out nowhere to be found like there has to be something going on there i i mean the thing is like it's going into so many different like spin-off series now that i don't know for sure what they will keep aside from like the mandalore stuff i mean definitely bo is gonna stay and there's gonna be something going on other than that i'm just not even sure what else i do, i do want there to be like some little reunion or like <laughs> maybe like, i do too or maybe he they can have like some like force talks or something. Oh and yeah. Odin like has no idea. Maybe he can be like a girl anyway. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's like I can still hear him or something. <laughs> yeah. He Grogu's like coming back. He has to He's coming back. Yeah, I, I'm gonna miss him for a little baby. Uh Din Jaren in the chat agrees. I'd love to see Yuzong Vong in canon. Well, I, I think it's likely. I think it's gonna happen. Um Kendrick Lee in the live chat says, How do you feel about The Last Jedi? Okay. Um I guess I'll I'll We'll move on to that real quick. So the last Jedi for me was the 
the Star Wars movie that I was most looking forward to when it was when it was announced, you know, especially after the cliffhanger for Force Awakens. One of the best cliffhangers, one of the rudest cliffhangers, but also one of the best. And the marketing for The Last Jedi is the best marketing for possibly any movie I've ever seen. The greatest trailer, uh, the greatest posters, the just the whole marketing leading up to that movie was some of the best I've ever seen. The color palette, the oh the reds and the, the white, like yeah, the style of it was absolutely great. Um, the movie came out once it started. I just didn't like it, and I just kept telling myself, "Well, that trailer was you know really great. I just maybe the next part will be good." Okay. I didn't like this part. Maybe the next scene I'll like. And just it happened throughout the whole movie. And I just ended up not not liking anything. And it made me feel really bad about it. But, you know, I've in the past been grouped in with the people that, you know, talk a lot of crap about it. I don't want you to think that about me. It's just I don't care for the movie. And uh, it's totally cool that other people like it. A lot of you in the chat actually really, really do love that movie. Chris loves that movie. It's just uh, it's just not for me. But that's OK. Yeah, I mean, I do like that you're not like, like, oh no, it's bad and nobody should like it. Like, it just you just have like your disagreements with it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I do feel like it did bring like a different like take on the Star Wars movie, like the Star Wars franchise as a whole, and it just shows that like even when it gets like extremely hard, and you think that you're losing all hope you kind of just have to keep going i feel like that's like the message of star wars as a whole anyway so it kind of feels like how do you keep hope when it keep keeps getting stripped away from you i do feel like i also feel a little bit of connection to it because it did like get me through some like hard times Mm -hmm. and it shows you like hey they're gonna keep going so kind of i should too yeah (laughs) in a way well you said something interesting you know the movie took risks yeah it took risks i'm really glad it took risks Mm -hmm. uh i may not have liked it but if they had just made another cookie cutter like remake of Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. I probably would have liked it even less. But Ryan Johnson took risks. He was given full creative control, so you can't blame him for that. Mm-hmm. I think he I think he's a good filmmaker. He made the movie he wanted to make. He made it exactly how he wanted to make it. It just wasn't for some people. Mm-hmm. So I think he crafted it well. Um and you also said, Kendrick, do you think it's the worst Star Wars movie ever made? I I do. But again, it's not, it's not a, it's, I think it's the worst Star Wars movie ever made. I don't think it's a poorly made movie, if that makes any sense to you. Um, But we'll talk more about, about that in a little bit. Uh, Max says, I think Mando season three, Luke will give Grogu back to Mando because he has much connection to Mando. Do you think he's going to give up baby Grogu? You think he's, he'll like give him up because joint custody? Joint custody. <laughs> um, that'd be so funny if he's like, I can't take it. He he eats all my all my yes. other kids. Like <laughs> he eats everything. Take him back. Brogos. Right. <laughs> uh, good theory there. I think I th- Grogu's coming back. Don't worry. Luke says I can't help like Last Jedi more. I see it. I understand the complaints, but I really like it. That's cool. I'm so glad you like it. I just I really don't like that like uh the Rise of Skywalker kind of like took away like the nice things about the Last Jedi just because it was trying to like wreck on everything mm-hmm. because I do like the whole thing about like I mean it solidified the Ray not being anyone special which was like the whole point because like everyone in the other like franchises started from like nothing but they were significant already. Yeah, and with Ray, she was literally anyone. So it was very like aspirational to be like, hey, not only do you get like the first female like 
uh, protagonist for Star Wars, but it could be you. Like, I'm like, oh, that, like, that could be literally anyone. Then, like, the kid with the broom. Like, I know it's, like, people like to make fun of it, but, like, it shows you that, like, the power is within, like, even, the, like, the most overlooked people. And I thought that was, like, yep. a really cool thing to do. And then they're like, but what if it's Palpatine? <laughs> right yeah, it's Palpatine. yeah that's the that's the thing too uh you know the, none of the movies connected together and that's yeah. that's a problem uh even even thing, if i even the last jedi's problem because nobody really left anything like okay here's like the plan for it let's go with this 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 yeah kind of just kept throwing it off i don't think there was much that they told ryan they kind of just showed him here's the force awakens do the next one well he had he had a he was writing the movie as force awaken was being shot and there's tons of evidence out there that says that there was three different versions of force awakens and they shot two different versions of force oh. awakens and he he finished his script before the force awakens even came out and he oh. didn't watch the movie so maybe he was writing a According sequel to, to another another dream he only got a, a screenplay and oh. but um uh, thank you max he says i love tlj but respect your opinion um there was something else I was gonna say. I'll, I'll, it'll come to me. Onillion. then I don't know his name or her name. Thank you. Uh, I like it because they made something different because they didn't make just Luke come back and kill resistance. Yeah, definitely. And again, I I I like a lot of the things they were going for. Ray being a nobody, broom boy. Luke being disconnected from the force, but I didn't like the way it was executed. That's that's my problem with it. I just I would have been cool with everything. I think it does fit the story. I think it's just the way it was told was bad. I mean, I get that. I just do really people were saying like it's out of character and like that's not like like it does it makes sense though. Like it it's not the first time that has happened anyway. Like I mean it actually rhymes <laughs> like Jordan would say like it is not the first time somebody has like disconnected themselves and just like lived as a hermit and kind of just thought that it's kind of useless to do any other thing just because people get disillusioned especially not to like connect to it again but like as like a like gifted child who then like feels like they peaked like what do you do when you feel like you failed and it feels like so large like you kind of just yeah they're attracted to yourself and you're just scared like you live in fear but like then he he actually gets out of it he gets like a really heroic moment at the end so i don't really agree with people saying that they lost the heroic luke i'm just like i mean he's right there he just had a slump yeah and george lucas himself was going to have mm -hmm. luke be a hermit living in isolation he's said that since uh the early uh 2000s after revenge of the sith he mark hamill tells that story so that's what was going to happen there was even concept design from george lucas and his team before force awakens was even conceived and it was showing him on octu by himself um so, and uh, it does fit Luke Skywalker's character, I believe. Um, I, I just don't believe it was it was done the right way. Um, I, I just wish, as as a joke, I kind of wanted him to be kind of like the old like old gay man from like the John Mulaney thing. I just want to <laughs> sit here and feed my birds. Exactly. <laughs> like that would be like I'm like the only thing missing for me. <laughs> Kendrick Lee says, "I totally get you, man. Got to mm -hmm. say, Attack of the Clones is my least favorite." Um. Ryan Johnson's a great filmmaker, just not the Star Wars universe. All his other movies are great. 
yes, especially Knives Out. That one is pretty much my, my favorite of his, though. That I think that if he were to make like when it with <laughs> with the new trilogy, I would want him to do that sort of like comedy, like thriller, suspense kind of thing. I feel like that's his like most strength, like strong genre. Yeah. Even though he did go with really good action in within the last Jedi, even though like I mean, like the fight sequences themselves were really well choreographed and just stunning to look at. Yeah. I do feel like he does better at like witty dialogue and like back and forth and just misdirects and stuff like that. So I feel like if it were a little bit more like a spy thriller or something like that, a little bit more like about the chase not literally but like in a figurative sense about trying to piece together something it would have been like much more up his alley right we'll we'll talk about that blooper and knives out like more like piecing together something yeah i have comments on that too um we have a lot of questions to get to and we still haven't talked about the ryan johnson comments so let Mm. let's um we're gonna go a little bit quicker through the comments before we do. Let's take a quick minute here and hear from today's sponsor. So bear with us, we'll be right back. It's a new year, so that means it's time for some resolutions, which brings me to the sponsor of today's show, Audible. By going to this link, audibletrial.com slash Han Talks First in the description below, you can get a free 30-day trial. My resolution this year is to read more. It makes you smarter. But it can also bring you closer to the things you love, like Star Wars. If you're like me, trying to get your hands on every Star Wars book ever made, then you probably have the same problem I do. Shelf space. But it's not just about that. Audible is the leading creator and provider of premium audio storytelling, enriching the lives of millions of listeners every day. Once I downloaded the Audible app, I immediately started listening to the first book in the Star Wars High Republic series, The Light of the Jedi. This story is accompanied with great voice talent, sound effects, and music that make you feel like you're stepping into the Star Wars world. Audible has everything you need. Get access to audiobooks, Audible Originals, podcasts, and so much more. You can listen anywhere, anytime, on your phone, computer, in your car, and they're always launching new content. It's less than $10 a month with the Audible Plus plan, but you can get 30 days for free by going to my link, www.audibletrial.com slash first in the description below. I highly recommend Audible. I mean, think about all the Star Wars books you can have right on your phone. And there's so much more, so please consider checking them out and send me a message with proof of your trial so I can give you some great recommendations. It's time to start listening. Okay, uh, thank you, Audible. Check out the link below if you're interested in finding out more. So let's talk about Ryan Johnson, okay? Let's talk about the main topic today. Thank you guys for bearing with us. So, you know, back in 2017, when The Last Jedi was not even released yet in the summertime, it was announced by Kathleen Kennedy that they she was going to give Ryan Johnson her his own trilogy of films. Three films. They were so... Um, pleased with the work that he had done on The Last Jedi and the professionalism by him and they had good chemistry, they went ahead and gave him a trilogy, thinking at the time the movie would be a major success. And, you know, then the movie came out and there was a lot of backlash uh, from fans. Um, There was a lot of good, 
there was also a lot of bad, you know, people disagreed with the Luke's treatment and some of the things you guys talked about in the chat and some of the things uh, I talked about as well. And then the news about his trilogy went dark for a few months. For the most part, news of the project remained dormant after with many expecting to hear an update from Disney, especially on Disney's Investors Day, which was last year. But Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy was noticeably absent from the company's announcements. If you guys didn't watch the Investors Day, that's the day that all these shows were announced. Visions, Ahsoka, Lando, Rogue Squadrons, all that kind of stuff. Now, last year in June, there was a rumored link that it was not going to revolve... I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to read my notes here. Last, about Broom Boy. <laughs> last year in June, there was a rumor going around, and I quote, the movie was going to revolve around the Force-sensitive Broom Boy that was first revealed at the end of The Last Jedi. So that was also a lot of people's speculation. So that's just rumor. It doesn't mean it's true, but this is this is a major rumor that was going around at the time. So let's Let's talk about what started this conversation. Recently, there was a tweet put out by a journalist named Sarah Wilson, and she said this. I'm just going to post this now because I can see that I'm going to get a lot of requests. Yes, Ryan's Star Wars trilogy is still on. No dates or timelines because he has other projects going on, but it is still happening. That is all I know about it. So, of course, she said that, and then internet went on fire. Everybody <laughs> talked about it. Uh, I know this is old news, but uh, I haven't done a show since the news came out. So we're talking about it today. So let's go through the timeline of events that happened leading up to today in 2021 about Ryan Johnson's trilogy. So on January 16th, 2018, Ryan Johnson's revealed that his trilogy uh, for the first time would be released once he finished his thriller Knives Out that we just talked about recently, which starred Daniel Craig. So that was in January 2018. On September 4th, the same year, Johnson revealed that the trilogy's film would be released once he finishes. I'm sorry, I just read that. I, I, swipped, I flipped the two. I'm sorry. On January 16th, he teased more details about his trilogy, indicating that he hasn't ruled out the possibility of including some familiar characters from other films of Star Wars. On September 4th is when he says he will get around to it after he films Knives Out. Now, on February 13th of 2019, Ryan Johnson confirmed that his trilogy was still slated to happen, dispelling rumors that the trilogy had been canceled. Okay, so it was a little over a year, year and a half that it was, you know, no news about it, but he just said it was, it was going on. Now, in May 2019, according to Kathleen Kennedy, she made a video announcement saying that Ryan Johnson was collaborating with David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, the guys who created game of thrones the tv show and she said that they were working on their own series of star wars films and the four of them met up to lock down their plans for the film and then of course we know shortly after that announcement was made they were fired yeah they totally like, because the ending the of, of game of thrones happened <laughs> yeah finale of game of thrones happened and then kathleen kennedy that. pulled the plug um which is a consistent thing that happens there but anyway so then that was out of the question. And it was rumored at that time that D.B. Benioff and Weiss, they were making uh, Knights of the Old Republic. And that's what they were focusing on. So it was confirmed by 
I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting a phone call. It was confirmed by Kathleen Kennedy that she, Ryan Johnson was working with those two creators. Now, however, on October 28th of 2019 is when it was reported that Benioff and Weiss were removed. Now, since then, no comments about Ryan Johnson's trilogy. So that's all the way back in 2019 until today when Ryan Johnson uh, spoke with this, this woman on this, this journalist company. I don't know what, which one it was, but, and he just said pretty much, yes, it's still happening. So if it is still happening, which we'll discuss in a second here is the earliest we could see this film considering all the other announcements for movies that came out recently is realistically, this would come out at the earliest 2027. So that's a really long time to wait. It's a full decade after this movie was first back in 2017. Now, since it wasn't even mentioned in passing at the Investor's Day, when essentially everything else that Lucasfilm is working on was discussed, it also doesn't bode well. And at this point, it seems reasonable to assume that the three-film project has been scrapped, or at the very least, it has been reimagined to such a degree that it won't even resemble its original form. And what I mean by that is, you know, it could have been Ryan Johnson had this original idea to go out and, you know, make a whole new Star Wars with new characters and a uh, new timeline, all that kind of stuff. But now he's maybe acting as kind of a producer on it or just a, a creator of whatever this could be and passing it on to someone else. And so, I mean, honestly, we don't know if it's canceled or if it's still happening. It's all just speculation. speculation. But one thing, uh, you know, the the silence from Lucasfilm and Disney does not equal cancellation. Mm -hmm. So just because they're not saying anything doesn't mean it's not happening. It's all speculation until an official word comes out from an official at Lucasfilm or Disney. But I will point out the only person talking about it is Ryan Johnson. He is the only one since our um october or june of 2019 that is talking about it i think well i don't think but a lot of people have you know made the assumption that maybe this bit of news came out to distract people from the gina carano situation whether it was to you know get people moving on to talk about something else or just talking good in star wars again but that was a popular theory that's going around right now i don't think that's true Right. I think this woman was just excited. She got to talk to Ryan Johnson and right. she was Especially like, they would have done it on like a more official, like Star Wars platform. If right. It was like, look over here. Like, no, like, I think this is really just somebody who had a conversation with him. And I mean, that gave them more insider info. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like out of nowhere just to like distract. It just seems like, Hey, by the way, I spoke to the source. Yeah. So, don't take it don't like count it out just yet yeah very true so here's what i think about all this i don't think ryan johnson's movie is ever going to happen which is unfortunate because honestly i would i would watch another ryan johnson thing if it had you know nothing to do with you know other characters that are previously involved and stuff like that because um totally went blank on what i was going to say just something new just something new because I, Oh, thank you. Cause I think, you know, his films like Looper, his films like knives out are very well received and very little, uh, small. They're talked in a poor, poor way. And I think it's because it's original content from him. I think he thrives in originality and I think that's where he writes best. And, um, for me, 
uh, he was he was adapting not only a sequel but a major franchise, and that that's that's brand new territory for someone like him who has never done that before, except for Breaking Bad. And oh yeah, yeah, and I think well, even then, that Breaking Bad episode had nothing to do with the story. They needed a, a creator to come in and make a side story that could fill space between the next episode that was coming out, and that's the most the highest rated episode of breaking bad i think it's called the fly i've never seen it but so i think if he had his own original idea own original story that he didn't have to like you know not get help from the people who made the first installment i know how to depend on anyone yeah. first off and then also not have something to live up to because people will make their expectations known regardless of whether it's a better or worse idea yeah if it's not what somebody has in mind it'll automatically not live up to it so right. it would be better to just start fresh. That would be, yeah, definitely. Originality is his strong suit. Yeah, but even even if um, even if they're still you know developing the project, which I think they are developing the project, it's in development. I can guarantee you that. Um, I don't even think Ryan Johnson wants to make another Star Wars movie. I think he wants to, but I don't think he's going to. I mean, he doesn't want to much, deal yeah. with the people. Yeah, it, it was probably. Well, it's been like three, four years since that movie came out, and he's probably still dealing with that crap. Oh, and he got so much hate, and you know, it wasn't it wasn't handled very well by people. And I don't think he would want to return to that because, regardless if he makes the best Star Wars movie ever, if they chew you out just because of what something they didn't agree with. Like, yeah, he's yeah. he's still going to be reminded of no matter what he does. Knives Out comes out, they're gonna be like, "Oh, but you know, remember when you did Last Jedi? That was terrible." He's, it's always gonna happen. But if he did a Star Wars movie, it would be even more. And he's at the point of his career now where he's, he's getting really big. Disney helped him do that. Star Wars helped him get there, and he was able to make Knives Out, which did really well. And now they got a sequel planned for that. So it's also about timing. He's gonna have That's a bunch right. of opportunities coming to himself because he was involved in a movie. That made over a billion dollars, mm-hmm. a billion point eight, I think it was. That's if you're if you are a director in Hollywood, regardless of how much you know effort you put into it, it was like if people liked it or not. If it makes over a billion dollars, you're going to get work. And he made a film that made that much, and it's a success. And so he's going to constantly be getting offers for things like that. And Knives Out was a success too, financially, I think. Yeah, and critically, and critically yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really all my thoughts on it right this second. Uh, I talked a lot, so I want to hear from you what your thoughts are on. Oh, me? On, yeah, everything. Oh, the the announcement, if you, if you think it's still happening or not, and, you know, um, not so much on what you think it would be about, but, like, this right. whole the drama that's for the past really three good, years yeah. that have been I going on. I feel like, I mean, he does seem to have, like, a care for the franchise, even though he did something new with it. People will t- say, like, oh, big Star Wars fan or something. I he clearly put a lot of love into the movie and it's very well crafted even though it doesn't like ideally align with what some people would want it to be i do think that he might want to come back but one of the reasons why it might be postponed was is because of the backlash so he kind of wants it to subside you know what i mean the prequels when they came out everyone's like this is the worst thing ever and now we have to take its time with it yeah yeah like i feel like with time people will look on back on it more kindly i mean we have prequel meme subreddits and everything people just even if they're kind of clowning on it like there's genuine love for the prequels now yeah so i do think that the sequel trilogy will get that treatment soon 
in the future at mm-hmm. some point just because people will look back on it and be like oh i mean this came out i like people see things that will remind them of good times with it too and not just <clears throat> things that they hate but things that they love i mean <laughs> oh god i am so sorry <laughs> Uh, accidental little quote right there but that's not <laughs> what i meant but <laughs> i do think that he's pretty much waiting for that to subside so that way he won't get that much backlash and for him it will also not remind him of the hate that he received just for making a movie <laughs> right so what do you think about the fact that lucasfilm has been silent for a long time i do think that it's not so much like a diss on him but also giving him time to think about that they also do have a pretty full slate currently so i do think that is just them as well giving it time giving way for all these other like movies and like tv shows because i mean one thing with the sequel trilogy and like the spin-offs with like the star wars stories was that they were kind of overproducing movies for a bit because they were just like putting one each right. year pretty much exactly and that's one of the reasons why the last jedi didn't completely coincide with the other movies was because mm-hmm. they were trying to pump them out so quickly that it was, they weren't connected it was only. also brand confusion with general audience because they thought yeah. rogue one was a sequel to force right. awakens and exactly. were very confused and because it's not like people like us in our little bubble who who know, who know everything because uh, they just they did yeah. a terrible job at explaining that to the public and they saw new people they just thought it's a new death star i guess exactly <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, a seventh not death star for real i mean they're like it's happened before so i guess i guess there's a new death star because they don't know leia's gonna show up at the end or anything and they're just like oh i guess Diego Luna's out here <laughs> she de aged in right? real time i'm like oh my god carrie fisher looks so good for her. <laughs> rest in peace queen um but yeah, I do think that they're pretty much giving space to, especially if they're going to do something completely different in a different point in the timeline for Ryan's trilogy, or if it ends up being a different amount of movies or a TV show or anything, they're giving it way for new different content to like ease in yeah. the transition. Which I think is good. I'm glad we're not getting Star Wars movies right now. Right, exactly. Um, because I think it needs that gap because it's not only tradition with every other trilogy, but because... Um, it gives us a break and exactly, i think that's good to have yeah. and also it's really good to have like different formats for it because we've had i mean star wars tv shows with like the animated stuff but it's pretty much like the first time that we get like a proper live action I'm yeah not <laughs> other stuff but like a proper live action star wars that isn't feature film length so it kind of gives you little bite-sized pieces that you can kind of just put together into this like beautiful storyline so getting different certain points of view Speaking of taking a break between shows, we have not taken a break. We've actually been streaming for 66 minutes, as Din Djarin points out. So execute order 66. Thanks for pointing that out. That's beautiful. Thank you. Every stream we do, you have to point out when it's been 66. Do it. And then uh, I'll I'll bring up like a video of Palatine saying that. Okay, so Max says, I'm very excited about Ryan Johnson's Mm -hmm. trilogy. I know you are. You tell me all the time. my guess is that would be start in 2029 or 2031. I think Ryan will at least direct the first one, but I don't think he will just be, be I don't think he will just be the producer. Um, oh, okay. I think first and then kind of just be like dir- yeah. creative director or something. I think if he makes a Star Wars movie, he will come up with the idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't even think he'll direct the first one, honestly. I think he'll, he'll just write the whole uh, treatment for the entire trilogy and then pass it off to somebody. Because I do think he wants to work on his own stuff more than he wants mm-hmm. to 
go into um because he said in an interview before uh in promo for knives out i think it was that maybe it was the last jedi tour i don't remember he said he's got like tons of ideas that he really wants to make but he's not sure if he's going to get the chance to um he could tie that into star wars but I, i see what you're saying i totally agree he also says i think that the next three to four star wars movies will be standalone movies and bring ryan back for his trilogy yeah. okay so you're thinking not until 2030 time period is when we'll see a ryan johnson and we'll just have other movies until then so the question is with with that is when's the next major star wars blockbuster going to be because i don't think it's rogue squadron and i don't think it it might be taika's but i think those will be standalone movies that won't turn into a trilogy and the when's the next like episode 10 type movie going to happen you know not skywalker right. but like, like the big space, event film yeah. and it could be that one but yeah i think rogue squadron and taika's movie will be like on the same level as like rogue oh, one yeah. yeah um hire me and i'll tell you every time <laughs> once we get the budget din i will i will bring you on board my price is high though well, of course, you are. you're a bounty hunter. Uh, Sith Talker says, just my opinion, Ryan Johnson, Star Wars movies can just fade away and get digested into the Sarlacc pit for a thousand years. Ryan Johnson's just stick with your own movies and stay far away from Star Wars. I'm curious which one of you is is writing those in, uh, if it's Steve or if it's Lando. Um, thank you for sharing. Um, there are some other questions that we missed out on, so you can feel free to still send them in. Um, but I'm also going to address some of the ones that came in last week. So Four-Legged Gamer, one of our friends on the channel, uh, his own YouTube channel you can check out. Uh, he says, rumored and newly announced Star Wars games, which we just talked about Hunters, just coming out, really excited about it. Um, even though it may not even be great. I don't know. I just, th- that Marvel Contest of Champions phone game, I really enjoyed. I feel like it could be something like that. Luke James says, are you excited for Ryan's trilogy? So we we talked about that too. Uh, thank you for sending that in. Max says, would you rather have a theatrical or Disney Plus release for the J.D. Dillard movie? I definitely want a theatrical release because, in my opinion, Star Wars movies should go to to cinema first. If this movie is for cinemas, when do you think will this movie come out? My best guess would be 2029. Okay, cool. So, yeah, we we talked about the J.D. Dillard movie a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. that was announced, I think, last year by Deadline or Hollywood Reporter. Um, J.D. Dillard made the movie called Sweetheart. We watched that together, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like this fun little monster movie on Netflix. It's on Netflix, yeah. Yeah. So he apparently... It was in theaters first. It was sure. in theaters, yeah, for a little time. Yeah. It was a great small little film, and I love it. It was so good. And... Very unexpected, too, how it like, yeah. was told. It's a great like monster movie, like Creature from the Black Lagoon style. It's great. Check it out. But yeah. he's supposedly making a Star Wars movie Ooh. confirmed by Kathleen Kennedy. Um, it's creatures. <laughs> un, it's in development, so it's not at confirmed, confirmed. But the question is, will it be for Disney Plus or will it be for theaters? And me and Max have talked about this a lot. And I believe it's going to be for Disney Plus, unfortunately, because one, that platform will demands content. And two, because J.D. Diller is not a big, you know, director big director yet. He's really new. While the Sweetheart movie was good, it was very small scope mm-hmm. type of movie, like almost independent. It might yeah. have been, it might I have been Blumhouse. Been, 
was Let it? Let me double check for that. But it, yeah, it was a smaller movie. It, fantastic movie. It's almost like a silent film and it works. So uh, that could happen as well. Max says, I think the next very big movie Blumhouse, will be. Yeah. Okay, it was Blumhouse. So Max says, I think the next very big movie will be Ryan Johnson. And I think Kevin Feige movie will be the finale to the Mandalorian storyline. Interesting. Oh, okay. So yeah, a lot of people think that Mandalorian is going to end with a movie. It'll build up like Ahsoka, Mando 3, Book yeah. of Boba will all lead up to this one big moment. And they'll, that'll be a movie. Be I don't think that would happen, honestly. <laughs> I don't think, um, I think they're going to separate the TV from the movies as much as they can. Um, I think it'd be it'd be cool. I, I could see that happening, but I, I think to do a movie like that, you'd have to have you'd have to have a lot of people watching those shows. I think Marvel could do something like that, oh, mm-hmm. but Star Wars not yet because a lot of the general movie going audiences are probably not going to watch all the shows. You know, so it'd be hard to to put that together. Okay. Two more questions from uh, last week. Kabir Patel says, I listen to your podcast on my commute to work every day. It great list, it's great listening. So thank you, Kabir. I'm so glad you can do that. And um, there'll be a lot more great content coming in season three. So uh, thank you for that message. It was really sweet. Robin McFly says, pitch a new droid design. Okay, so this one was fun because um, it's kind of difficult to pick like just one or to come up with a mm-hmm. original design in general. I was thinking... Um, I had two ideas. Like one was a, like almost like a, a hoverboard, like from Back to the Future, uh, but also something that could act as like a, a little sentinel, like above you, and the, Ooh. and if like you, uh, you're waiting for like your bus or something, a screen will pop up and you can watch a movie, or, like, almost like a phone, but it's a floating orb that yeah. goes around with you everywhere you go. I don't know what it would look like, but I think it'd be cool if it was something practical that was like for i don't know telecommunications but also something that you could like jump on and ride around the world like a interactive skateboard or something (laughs) do you have one i mean i would like to have one that would have more like expressive facial features so i thought weebo what if you had like a weebo (laughs) have you guys seen flubber the robin william movie (laughs) that's essentially a droid that's essentially what i was talking about weebo Okay, so go I ahead. Say, like have a screen for a face or something, and but not have like a human face or anything. That would be creepy yeah. as hell. But like more like a pixelated kind of like a like I don't know like little facial expressions or like Weibo like put in like footage that they've captured. That'd be really not, cool. Like, I mean, they wouldn't they wouldn't have like pop culture stuff, but maybe they're like, hey, can you please make angry face for me? And, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like just show you like it'll be like a Wookiee face and it'll be like a human face and then like. I don't know, Targuda face. Like, it would be cool to have them communicate through other, because then they could also speak any language as well, kind of like C3PO, yeah. like a communications droid. They could just basically be a capture and response AI. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh, if you guys have a droid that you, uh, a customized droid that you could pick, what would you pick and why? Like, what what uses would you get out of a droid? Let us know in the comments below or in the chat and that i think that was the last question on here let me check the chat board before we get out of here and make sure i answered everybody's questions and we will bid you adieu hmm? uh, let's see here 
well, it's not a question, but Max says, I think it's possible Rangers of the New Republic is connected to Rogue Squadron because John Favreau and said Rangers is directly after episode six. Very oh, cool. Interesting. Yeah, I heard that too. Um, I'm, I'm excited for Rangers. Uh, I'm just more curious about what it's going to be about. But uh, we'll see. So thanks for sharing your thoughts. All right. Oh, Mr. High Ground. I got to get out. Thanks for discussing. Thank you for watching us today. Um, Check back in on the podcast later. Let's see here. Mark Lawrence is here. Thank you, Mark. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. I think that was everybody. Still can't get over this comment. Swoley one Kenobi. That's fantastic. Okay, guys. Well, that was the show today. This was a great episode. Thank you for joining us. Um, we are here every Monday and Wednesday talking about Star Wars. And we are here Fridays talking about the WandaVision After Show. Me and Chris, the WandaVision After Show. So come by and check that out 12 p.m. on Friday. We're three. Well, since this one's over, we're two episodes away from episode 100. A very special event that's happening on Monday, March 1st, 12 p.m., Stop by. It's going to be a great episode. A lot going on. And you'll see what I mean when we get there. I'm not going to say anything yet. But uh, yeah, 100 episodes. It's going to be fantastic. Um, yeah, check out the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, etc. Wherever you want to hear it. And check some other YouTube videos out as well. If you're not subscribed, please do that. And um, yeah, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram. I wish it. And I guess here on Fridays. I do not have a channel of my own, but maybe soon. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, there are some droid answers, but I don't know if we want to end it now. Um, okay, we'll take one more. Yeah. Oh, Din says I'd get a bounty hunter droid. IG series would be good help when I'm bounty hunting. Because <laughs> you're Din Jaren. Very good. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening today. And we'll be thank back again on Wednesday on the podcast. So stick around. And now, somehow, someway, somewhere this week, May the force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first.